0: Hello and welcome to the Student Council Podcast, an educational advice show made for students and by students, where everyone is qualified to talk about their own experiences. My name is Carter Dvorak and I am your host, and today I am so, so excited to be joined by the incredible Carmela Boykin from Syracuse University and TikTok sensation from the Washington Post TikTok account. Carmela, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited to chat. How have you been? What have been your favorite five minutes of the past week?
1: i am been fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. Um I would say oh my gosh my favorite 5 minutes of the past week I just did a work trip to Florida and I swam in the ocean for the first time and I now get what the hype is about it was really fun so
0: Ocean hype is really nice I so you're from Michigan I'm from Michigan I'm on like the Lake Michigan side so I do have a very strong bias of like big non-salty bodies of water but I do love the ocean. I was also in Florida last week. Hold up. So it was nice to like be in the ocean and get and swim around and see some sunshine and such for sure.
1: Yeah. And also like in the ocean, you float. I don't know how this is related to student council, but in the ocean, you float. And being from Michigan, like you, th- I always thought like I couldn't really swim that well because like in the lake, you sink, even though it's stunning. Um, but it was great. I was like, oh, my God, I'm like floating so high. So we worked great.
0: That's awesome. Was it this was so a was Post like TikTok trip yes. or was, Nice. Wait, th- was this anything to do with uh, like Maxwell Frost again or is it like unrelated because I know that was one of your last Florida excursions.
1: It definitely was. No, this was for um, it was like a conference for people who buy ad spots on The Washington Post. And so okay. they brought us down and I gave a presentation about TikTok. And yeah, we happened to be on the beach, which was great.
0: Slay! So, hey, I I saw this post, that's really, really cool. Okay, so before we get into the Washington Post, because I have a lot of questions there, I wanna talk about Syracuse, the college that you went to. And I'm curious, just like, what was your experience there? You studied broadcast and digital journalism, what led you that way? And kind of unrelated, what's your thoughts on the Syracuse S? And I'll get into that in a little bit later, but- um, Oh gosh. <laughs> those questions. I feel like
1: I don't wanna like give any hot takes and get canceled or something. I, okay, so I went to Syracuse and my intention going in was I was like, I want to be like Oprah. I want to have a show like Oprah. I want to like have a career like Oprah. And how to be Oprah wasn't a college major. So I was like, okay, so I'll do broadcast and digital journalism. That's the next best thing. I'll at least get the skills and I'll go from there. And I think my experience like for that intention was really good. I got involved a lot on college campus, like student, um, like student journalism, like the student television station. And the best part I think was like the best part about student media is you can be bad at the beginning and then you like build up to the skills. And then by the time you're seen, you're like, wait, this is actually kind of watchable. This isn't bad. Yeah. So I think that was my favorite part. My take on the Syracuse S, it's it's bright. It I think bright. The, the biggest thing about Syracuse is it's all orange and like the mascot is orange. And as someone who orange is not her color, like it's a lot, but it was
0: cute. It is cute. I say that because our high school like robbed the Syracuse S from you guys for a hot minute. So like I would always see Syracuse stuff around and then I'd be like, yeah, that's so good, like high school. And I'm like, wait a second different S's and we had to change Ooh. it at the end of my senior year we got a new S and it was like significantly like loopier and rounded but it was interesting I always see that Syracuse and I'm like it's kind of like our school but we definitely robbed that from your college so I guess I apologize for that anyways um speaking of was the psych minor that you took at uh, Syracuse also related to your Oprah vision or was that just like other passions and interests
1: um the realty is i wanted to be a theater minor but the theater like where you take the theater classes was all the way across campus so it didn't fit in my schedule and i had already taken some psych classes and so i was like i need a minor this works out i don't have to commute anywhere for the classes um yeah you did your homework work for you
0: i I love doing my homework on that the deep dives that i do when like researching guests is always really fun for me i find people's websites from high school and i'm like this is gold so it's really fun also yeah what is it with colleges Michigan's the exact same way like all the theater and stuff is on like the north part of campus so it's definitely like I mean everything's kind of like close enough but it's also like you'd have to commute to any of those courses so very interesting um I guess I'm curious like going into Syracuse like kind of talking about colleges and cultures and stuff like what did you find the culture generally of Syracuse to be what were some like the traditions of the school if they had anything like big staples like that
1: I think it kind of depended on what side of campus you're on but a big thing about Syracuse is Greek life is huge it's like 30% Greek life and I wasn't Greek life at all, but it was always very entertaining to watch everyone like rush and like do all of the Greek life things and like all wear the same clothes walking around. So, to be really honest, it provided great entertainment. I have a lot of friends in Greek life, so it was totally fine. Um, And Syracuse is also on a massive hill. So, when I was in campus, like my calves were hella strong because whenever you go to class, you're like hiking up a mountain basically. Um, And then I'd say, lastly, definitely character building because Syracuse snows a lot. I'm sure being from Michigan, you understand the snow but now yeah. I'll picture like the snow just on like a mass, just like just a massive hill. And so like being a journalism student, hiking with like the massive camera and the tripod and like your boots and your gear, it was intense. It was character building.
0: That's absolutely character building. Yeah, I f- I could definitely see that, like, you know, it's snowy and slick enough on flat ground that snowy and slick on a hill, it definitely seems like a character builder. I think that you're 100% right in that department. Yeah, and Greek life is a really interesting thing, too. Like, I definitely feel a lot of that in Michigan. I'm not necessarily somebody involved in it, but yeah, it is entertaining to watch. It's it's interesting to hear everybody's rush experiences and kind of the crazy stuff you have to go through for that. For
1: sure. And I was for an sure. RA, so I got, like, the brunt of it. So, like, my Say, residents would come to me and be like, oh, my God, you'll never believe, or, like, I don't know. What to do or like we're in like the dry period in the beginning so yeah,
0: yeah. you know what I was going to ask you um as somebody who like let's say hypothetically the other person on the zoom call is going to be an RA next year um what is your pieces of advice for a soon-to-be RA uh if, if you have anything
1: oh that's a great question okay so I have my politically correct answer and then I have my side answer and my side okay. answer is take advantage of like the resources that the university gives you I don't know what Michigan gives you for being an RA but use them the school has money use it up Mm -hmm. Um, But the politically correct answer would be like really take the time to get to know your residents because I think especially I was a RA since I was a sophomore Mm -hmm. in my sophomore year I was low key like afraid of my (laughs) residents. And they're not scary. So for me, just, like, going and talking to them, like, getting to know mm-hmm. them and, like, building that trust, I think is really valuable. And then you yeah. have, like, good relationships and even friendships, so.
0: It is really nice. It is, like, uh, I think it's going to be a really cool opportunity to get to, like, get to know all these, you know, like, the next, the the new first-year students and kind of, like, build it in that sense. I feel like I always kind of wind up and I always like kind of being in those, like, kind of, not, like, mentorship roles, but, like, those roles where you get to engage with, like, the, the youth, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> not probably the Probably the same age. The being a sophomore, ish, how in the youth. I, mean, I, I-, I- No, it's already it's already coming um anyways uh i want to talk a little bit more about um you have some really really cool experiences on your linkedin when i did my digging and i would love if you could talk to me a little bit about 44 new voices and citrus tv oh
1: yeah okay so we'll start 44 new voices first 44 New Voices, the project was to amplify a diverse range of voices in media. It started as a project um, under one of my favorite professors, Sean Branigan. And basically he's an entrepreneurship professor within the Newhouse School. And he was like, I have this project that I want you to be part of. We're starting it for the first time. Basically your job would just be to research and we'll see like you'll research and I'll pay you to do some research about this project, like through university funding. And so it was just a really awesome experience of figuring out, well, who are like the top people, or who do I think is going to be like the next big thing? So, one of the people we identified on our list was Ziwei. I don't know if you know her. She's really famous on TikTok. She also has a show on Showtime. She has a show on Showtime, first and foremost. And we just got to like identify all these people, and identifying them led me to be able to interview some of them. So, I talked to Alice Wong, who wrote Disvisibility. She's like a massive disability activist. Um, and it was just a really cool experience. And so, the intention was to like spread that across a bunch of universities. So, I have 44 new voices. Syracuse and then maybe do one at Michigan, maybe do one at like Ohio I can't guess I can't say Ohio State. <laughs> Use one at all of the universities, regardless yeah. of their rivalries. Um but yeah, so that project is still going. Sean is looking for a leader right now, actually. So if you're at a university listening and you want to be a leader in 40 different voices, yo hit me up and Citrus TV was the student the campus student run station and when i went down in the beginning it was so intimidating i'm sure you can relate and like listeners can relate to being a freshman and not knowing anybody and having a vision of what you want to do but walking into the space of everyone's older and knows what they're doing and you're like i don't know what to do um but basically i worked my way up i was a reporter and i just did like video shots and then eventually i found my groove of becoming the entertainment host and i was a host of like the evening news show and then of like the morning today's show-esque kind of vibe um so I like to think of myself or when I was there as kind of the Thanos of Citrus because I worked in like every single department at least once and I was on like each of the shows. So that was fun. With the exception of sports. Oh my gosh. I have no sports knowledge. That's but i okay. have the shows I was
0: on. Neither do I. And if I'm not like in a stadium watching a sporting event, I am not aware of the sporting event happening. Um, like that's, that's, my, that's my extent of sporting knowledge.
1: Same. I knew yeah. there were sports events because I had dorms that overlooked the dome, which is like the sports arena.
0: And I was like, oh, there's a game today because people are walking to it and dressed up. Cool. Yeah. No, yeah. I know when there's a sporting event when everybody's awake at 7 a.m. on a Saturday. And I'm like, this is not normal. This is only for a grand occasion. So, yeah, yeah. that's really, really cool. I like like the thinness of Citrus TV. Did you find a big shift between morning and evening, like, new shows? Like, was there, like, a very big vibe shift in that?
1: yeah because being in college you know everyone loves to stay up late so in the Mm -hmm. evenings like a ton of people were there but the mornings were hard bruv we would shoot on saturday morning and on some days that was really hard to get up i'm not even gonna lie with you but it was still fun because in the morning everyone kind of had the camaraderie of like we all just kind of woke up and rolled out of bed and we have to put this on um and again character building so
0: indeed no that's the reason i love occasionally doing like like a group of us did like a tiny little like we tried to make a short film we didn't exactly get to the end of it but we had a great attempt in a character building moment but because it was like due in a week and so we did like a bunch of shots really really late on like a sunday or like a sunday night and then we're all like we have to get coffee shop shots at like seven in the morning so we're all like woke up with like three hours worth of sleep like um and and there was such a nice camaraderie to it it was honestly a lovely morning um aside from you know all of the like true exhaustion kind of lurking beneath the surface but
1: exactly i mean i'd go take a nap like at two once everything was done so it worked out
0: it does work out i should the one thing i feel like i i'm not a napper and i don't know if that's helping or harming me right now but it's like i can't not sleep when it's like during the day so it's an interesting it's an interesting development for sure good for you honestly it probably keeps your sleep
1: schedule in check
0: enough i guess you know to to one's (laughs) extent to which it can be um yeah Usually, usually I get stressed out when I nap because when I nap, it means I have like a virus. Like I napped when mm. I had like the flu and like when I got COVID and I was like, uh-oh, that's a bad thing. So, you know, we, we try with the sleep schedules. We try with all this stuff. Um, I also saw like on your on your website, on your LinkedIn, like you are an ambassador, like you were an ambassador for your school as well. Now let's say hypothetically, the person on this Zoom call is also about to become an ambassador for their school. And if you kind of had any tips for that as well, of like engaging with prospective students and things like that.
1: Yeah, I would say be knowledgeable. I think mm-hmm. even though it's extra work, what I always found most valuable was like the day before I would have an ambassador event, I would just do the research and the review again about the school and make sure I have all the little facts right. So that way, when you say like a fun fact, like people really enjoy it and appreciate it. And like those niche things really show that you understand what you're talking about. And then also putting yourself in the perspective of high school students, which I know feels like a long, long time ago, but like understanding that they're like taking standardized tests and they're like writing essays and they're doing all those things that are really really stressful um so what are like are the best tips that you would have known and make sure you're giving it to them so they appreciate it
0: yeah that's a really great advice i it's it's weird already like one year like being a year removed from being a high school student i feel like the actual experiences are like definitely more removed from me but like the moments and like when i think back to that like the vibes of the college app season is still very much like internalized like you know i still feel all of that from time to time so it's definitely it is an interesting kind of way to like exert yourself back into that state Um, And I'm also curious, like, kind of, you know, so you're an ambassador for your journalism school. What was like, what led you to kind of being interested in journalism and kind of developing that passion?
1: Yeah. In high school, I always loved theater. I went to school in Michigan. I'm from Michigan. Mm -hmm. But I always loved theater and I wanted to be an actor. And then I realized I wanted a consistent paycheck and health insurance. And so I kind of pivoted a little bit when applying to colleges and applied to a bunch of communication schools. And I also, again, grew up watching Oprah content. Like, there weren't a ton of black women to look up to. To be really honest, who like had a massive platform, right? And so I loved watching like Oprah's interviews and I loved even watching Barbara Walter's interviews. I know some of them can be controversial in their methods and da-da-da. But in principle, I thought they were so fun and slay and I wanted to be just like them. So that was definitely like my primary interest.
0: That is amazing. I do remember being you know being younger than you like oprah was a little bit before like my time of actively watching stuff but i remember like you know if i was home from school or like i I did a little bit of like hybrid homeschooling in my time in like elementary and like i would be home like one day and like my mom would be watching oprah and that was the only way i could like get out of school like because it was technically so like (laughs) we counted it as like it was like you know it's educational it's like it's oprah it's educational and so it was always this like nice thing where i'd just be like i don't want to do math i want to go watch oprah and then i would do that and it was amazing so very very cool i love that for you thank you i do i love it for you as well i love your all of your experiences speaking of that um you're with the washington post tiktok account a truly truly amazing news-based tiktok account which is so cool it's like i will go through phases where i delete tiktok i go on browser tiktok sign in and just check for the wapo post and be like okay when did you guys post this like what is out there such a really great account i will implore you if you have not if you're listening and have not checked it out go do that, like right now. I will link it in the description and then come back to this and then we'll talk more about it. But for those of you here right now who know what I'm talking about, Carmela, how did you get involved with the Washington Post TikTok account? What has been your experience there so far? And do you have any big highlights that you kind of really stick out to you?
1: Yeah, I joined the Washington Post in December of 2021. And I got involved because my first job out of college that I got in May of this of 21 was as a local television reporter in Rochester, New York. That was my first job out of college. I was what they call a multimedia journalist, which makes basic, which basically means that you do everything yourself. <laughs> That's all that means. Yeah, and that job was super intense. The work environment was stressful. The morale wasn't great. And when I was there, there were a bunch of people that quit in my very short time. There were like at least 12 people that quit. Most of them were women. I was one of three people of color, like in the newsroom at a point. I was the only person of color on air at a point. There were a lot of flags. (laughs) And so basically in September, I was like, this has got to, I've got to get, figure out a way to get out. But I also had kind of built myself a little bit of insurance when I started my job because I started my TikTok account and I started vlogging days in my life of like, this is what it's like to cover my first mass shooting which was stressful this is Mm -hmm. what it's like to cover black bears walking in people's backyards which happens in upstate new york that's insane and all these different things in between so when the washington post application opened up in september i was like i'm prepared for this i have tiktok experience i am ready to leave this current employment that i have and i just put my all into the application and so like i dm'd dave and i dm'd other people who were promoting the job. And I sent I like reached out to all my professors, anyone who would know anybody at The Washington Post and was like, can you help me? Is there any sort of recommendation you can give? Um, And it worked. And I got the job. And that was insane. And the day I got it, I was screaming just out of elation. And it's been really awesome ever since I've really been enjoying my time.
0: Yeah. So you did, cause when I talked to Chris, he talked about, he did the video journalism internship. You applied them directly to the TikTok account or did you mm-hmm. do that? Like, okay, nice. Congratulations. It's so, so amazing to hear that. Did you then like pretty shortly have to move to DC or did you kind of like work from home a little bit before that? Like how did that kind of all go?
1: Yeah, they paid for me. They gave me a moving like expense that I could do.
0: Um,
1: and so I moved my stuff to Michigan cause it was, I was hired in December. So I went home for Christmas mm-hmm. and then after that I moved to DC in January. So wow. I've been here a little over a year.
0: That's awesome. How is you? How are you liking like D.C. and kind of living there? I used to live in like northern Virginia before Michigan. So like not super. I didn't always get into D.C., but like I always it was a cool area. So what's your interpretation of that been so far?
1: D.C. is different than New York. Mm-hmm. D.C. is different than Michigan. Mm-hmm. And it's different from New York City. Um, but I really like I enjoy I'm in a suburbish area and I love a good suburb. Being from Michigan, woo, I love just being able to like walk in a neighborhood and like see the houses and like the kids and like their little dogs and stuff stuff so um, i really enjoy dc like it's just kind of a vibe and then when i want to go see a monument that you have seen in textbooks like since you were a fetus you could just look at them and they're there and they're in person so let's move fun.
0: it is wild yeah like dc and virginia like there's just so much that happened there like so many big monuments and events and it's like weird to just be like walking around like the manassas battlefield like wait a second like this is a pretty big place in all the history books um and i just do this as my hikes so those yeah. are really fun yeah or yeah. like
1: i'll see like chesapeake bay on a map and i'll be like oh wait hamlet they wrapped like, they about that in Hamilton
0: but it's also a real
1: thing that you can go to because it's near me so
0: yeah oh the things that they rapped about in Hamilton I love Hamilton. Hamilton's great oh I watched your video about Hamilton actually when I was like doing like early research I watched your like Hamilton which was re- it was a good video it wasn't really interesting like it was cool to kind of see like you know like doing those videos in college and stuff was that just independent or was that like like was that kind of like in the same way you started your TikTok account and you were just kind of doing those to, like bolster like kind of your own like brand or image or kind of content or did you do that like for a certain medium
1: those were again Those were four. Okay, so before the pandemic happened, I was set to go to Tokyo with NVC to have an internship at the Olympics, right? I was so excited. I was going to go to the Olympics in Tokyo, brother. It was going to be my first time like going abroad to a country that wasn't Canada. Very exciting. And then the pandemic happened.
0: Uh, So
1: I had connections again with Sean Branigan and Sean Branigan hooked us up with a mentor Sandy and he was running a project called the Wagey foundry so basically he gave students um, funding to create like your own venture so mine was to create a YouTube account which the intention was eventually to do to become a production company and those are part of the videos that I
0: made for that nice yeah and and thinking like going back to TikTok and stuff um, I am curious about this question like when you're doing I guess and it's like do you find a difference like when you're making TikTok videos for personal accounts versus the washington post and like have you ever kind of felt like i feel like there's a lot of talk of like when people do like videos like that like of burnout and kind of things like that do you ever find that when doing like either your own content or like content for another medium or like do you find ways around that like how does that kind of go
1: i would say honestly yes burnout is real and especially mm. when you're covering the news like covering serious topics like i was for that project and covering the news right now that that gets really intense and yeah. so taking breaks is really important but also fortunately on our team of three, we're able to be like, um, we're able to kind of take a step back if we need, which is helpful. So I think when I'm in those kind of funks, I just go back to like the human basics of like, am I getting enough sleep? Am I eating enough like nutritious food? Am I getting enough exercise? And those are like boring things, but I think they help me creatively. So
0: Absolutely. And, and kind of diving deeper into like the TikToks, like, you know, talking about the news, talking about kind of like complex news issues, but also kind of having to do this in this like TikTok engagement spin. How do you kind of balance those two things? and like? what is your thought process when you're like having to cover a story, especially if it's like maybe more of a a difficult or kind of complicated story?
1: Yeah, I think if first and foremost, I'm sure Chris said this too, when it's a serious story, we're going to match the tone. Like if it's Mm -hmm. an earthquake, like the earthquakes in Turkey, we have to match the tone. We're going to do something that's appropriate because that's sad, that's tragic, it's devastating, right? Um, But then for other stories, we kind of try and find a balance of our intention is always to have a strong information takeaway for the audience. So they have to come away with something that's valuable. And then we'll do TikTok stuff on top of that. So then... We'll add the dancing, or then I'll add the fast edits, or like the fun characters and stuff. But yeah, having the foundation of information is really important,
0: absolutely. Yeah, it's a really you guys do really strike a really good balance, both of like matching the tones of stories, which is really nice and important. And I think, yeah, and finding the like the balance. Like your dancing videos are, I think, truly iconic. And I truly think there's so much like such an interesting, fun, and clever way to like talk about these new stories in a ways that are like really stick out and help you remember things. So Thank very you. cool. I'm
1: so glad you enjoyed Oh, yeah,
0: no, absolutely. Now, I also want to talk. Um, it was really, I was really cool to watch you in November go cover the election of Maxwell Frost in Florida, the first Gen Z member of Congress, which, woot woo, that's so exciting. What was your experience kind of, I know you followed him throughout the entire day. How did that all go? And I'm also just kind of curious, being both members of Gen Z and kind of in this like new kind of the generation who is graduating college now and kind of entering into the workforce and things like that. Like, what do you think it means to have our first member of Congress be like the first Gen Z member of Congress?
1: I think it's exciting, especially because of course, as time goes on, there's going to be Gen Z in Congress, but there's always something historic and exciting about being the first. The fact Mm. that he's a man of color, I think is also historic. And it was really cool to follow him around and see how his campaign worked. I've been covering Gen Z candidates since the primaries. And so I've been interviewing them and talking to them. um, And he was the one that made it and made it through. And so it was really interesting to see. I, of course, came in on like the latter half of him doing all of the work, right? But to see the process from primaries to the final election and winning and seeing him in D.C. now and doing all things in Congress, all the things he'd been talking about was really interesting because that was my first time really following a candidate and the fact that it was a historic candidate that i'm gen z covering gen z in congress i thought was really cool
0: it really really is really cool i think it's, it's been great like you know seeing the Sufi son in congress i think he's also brought a little bit of that like gen Z-ness to it like i watched a video of him like he had like a bagel caucus right and he's like you know talking about like these different kinds of bagels and has this like file report about like bagels and i'm like this is the most gen z thing i've ever seen but it's also done in that like but it's also you know he's doing a lot of great work in congress that are really big and impactful so it's incredibly exciting in that regards for sure now, now, I've got a really fun list of questions i love to ask anybody who's kind of like in college recently, kind of out of college and in that kind of vein. The first one is, what is the most impactful piece of advice that somebody gave to you?
1: The most impactful piece of, ooh, that is a great question. Thank okay, you. there are two that come to mind. The yes. first one, I'm going to shout her out, is from Nikki Dementry. And she gave this to us when I was a freshman, going to be a sophomore. And we were trying to get internships. And of course, everyone loves to get like the big, fancy internships. Right. But when you're a freshman, the likelihood of that is slim unless you have connects. And her advice was get an internship doing literally anything related to your field. Go work for the zoo. Go to PR for a zoo. Do whatever you need. And that worked for me because I was able to get an internship at a local, small government run television station called Shelby TV and it wasn't the flashiest most interesting internship but that then got me an internship to work at nbc and that got me the gig that never came to be to work at the olympics which eventually which snowballed into being able to do cool things so that would be my first piece of advice and then my second best piece of advice would be from noah eagle who i want to say is in the same class as nikki i could be very wrong but his best advice was just get your reps in. You can be bad, but you have to get your reps in. You have to do it and do it and do it. And then eventually you'll get better, which seems simple. But like genuinely getting your reps in helped me so much.
0: Yeah, no, I love both of those pieces of advice so much, especially the inter- the internship one. I think certainly in a broadcast way and me being in a business school, like that's a big old thing. And so it's good. I like that piece of advice of kind of like taking a step back and just like doing anything that, you know, progresses your career. And I think also it's really important in that stuff to like do things that are a little more like fun and engaging, especially in like the the earlier internships or, like you know if you have just a genuine like interest in something going exploring that for sure. Yeah. And oh gosh, the reps thing too. Like, man, I think about that all the time. Um and like especially I feel like you know you can probably see that in like the TikToks that you make. I see that in like doing the podcast and stuff. I go back to the early episodes and I'm like, oh boy, um these were you know these needed some work and even even now I always like I'm like okay I still have got a lot to go but it's good to always just keep doing it and keep getting the practice and that's so so important yeah I mean
1: and that shows you're growing too so it's good you can look at your podcast and the first ones and be like yeesh because it means you're so much better you know
0: it it does I always I've tried to like adopt the mindset of it's like making pancakes and like just accepting that the first pancake is probably gonna suck but that's okay um and just kind of moving on from there so yeah now I'd love to hear if you have an ultimate tip for somebody kind of going into college or starting that experience
1: ultimate tip going into college it's not that serious bro all the things that people are making to be like your make your break ride or die like student news especially man going into student news people take it so seriously and if you make a mistake they act like it's the end of the world babe it's student news it's important and it's valuable but it's not gonna crush your career unless you do something really bad like ethically just morally bad Other than that, it's okay. Take a deep breath. There's going to be another day. There's going to be another paper. There's going to be another show. You're going to be okay.
0: I appreciate that. Thank you. It's a one. It's an important and really good piece of advice when I started this whole thing because college was a grand and daunting experience for me. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. This seems scary. So I'm just like, I just got to start talking to people about it. So I love it's such a nice piece of advice to kind of take a step back, chill. It's all going to be all right.
1: Because college is intimidating. I, oh,
0: my yeah. gosh. Yeah.
1: So And then it seems like everyone is bigger and older and cooler than you. And they're yeah. not. They just have more experience. So it's OK.
0: <laughs> it's OK. It is like because I have the phenomenon, too. Um, Like I like had I did pre-K twice. I guess I couldn't color inside the lines or something. But Work. like, yeah. So I am generally older. Like I am, you know, 19 in the first year. So like generally older for the grade. And so like there were sophomores that i met in clubs or whatever that like intimidated me and still intimidate me. But then like halfway through that, I find out that I am older, but like older than them by either like a couple weeks or like upwards of like multiple months. And it's weird in that phenomenon to be like, you scare me a lot, but I'm technically older than you. And that makes me feel a little bit better about this. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. And also,
1: you never know like whose people's parents are. Like you don't know what kind of what their life looked like before. So they could have had so much more preparation than you. And it's like such an unfair comparison. Not that having like established parents is bad, because work. That's amazing. But yeah experience. But yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a, I really like that line, too, because it's so interesting, like, in college, like, I feel like, you know, especially, like, I was in, you know, small communities, so I could talk like, like, you, know, you knew everybody, you knew everybody's parents, and, like, you know, my best friends, my, my best friends' moms are all also best friends, like, it's just this whole network of people, and it's so interesting when we get to college, and it's the first time I feel like everybody's kind of engaging really, really on their own, and it is really interesting, like, not knowing kind of the histories of people or, like, the, their families and extended things like that and just kind of only getting to see the person, so, yeah, you don't know who people's parents are. I like that line. So, Anyways, do you have a dorm room essential item uh, if, if like, if there's really one thing that you found valuable in your dorm experience?
1: Um, A hot water kettle. Being in Syracuse, having that, you can make so many things with it, with hot water. You can make oatmeal, which I made a lot of. You can make tea. You can
0: defrost things with hot water. Um, so I think that's my favorite thing. It's a good thing. My roommate has a hot water kettle, but it is always like a very nice element to have for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, and I guess another one is slides. Don't be that kid who's on the floor with your dogs out on the ground. Brother, that's nasty. And no. there was, I had residents who were like that and you can't really say anything cause it's like your personal thing, but like, uh, wear shoes.
0: No, always wear, please always wear shoes. Like, yeah, Crocs. Like, I got a pair of Crocs Slides for anything like shower shoes and, and shoes related. And like, truly, life-changing shoes. I love them mm-hmm. so much. They are so wonderful. But yeah, no, shoes? Big, big plus in college. I would have to say that much. Um, now, going back, even before college, really going back, is there a moment from high school that you still think about? <laughs> um okay so before this podcast i thought
1: about high school a little i try not to think about high school Mm -hmm. i think my most memorable moment from high school was because i was a theater kid we did our senior play was a hamlet parody and i played hamlet and I wore a Hawaiian shirt and I was Hamlet. So a little bit of like a gender flip. And I think about that sometimes because our two would be at the end of like every practice, we go one, two, three, Hamlet. And I think that was fun. So I think that's
0: such a lot. slay. That's, I love that so much. That's like, do you, are there pictures that exist of you as Hamlet in a Hawaiian shirt? There or... are like
1: three okay. and maybe I'll show you off the podcast. Off the air? That's <laughs> They totally, don't have to yeah. go in the show notes.
0: They don't have to go in the show notes. Um, you can just picture that with your imagination. But that seems absolutely incredible. Now, I also love I'm building a like student council survival playlist of uh, Mm. songs. And if you have like a song that really you enjoyed or kind of got you through like a period of school, high school, college, whatever that may be, I'd love to hear it.
1: The first one is Crazy in Love, the Homecoming version by Beyonce. I would listen to this every single time I was going into NBC, walking up the escalator, and I had to pump myself up because everyone at NBC I thought was very intimidating. So I'd walk up and be like, yes, I'm that girl. Okay, here we go, we got it. Yes, And I would also say, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, uh, but it's Boss B by Doja Cat. That's oh, another sure. great one. Would walk around campus listening to that all the time.
0: Those are absolute slays. They're both absolutely going on the playlist. I love this playlist so much because it is absolutely bonkers and so eclectic. And that just makes me really happy. But those are two great ads for sure.
1: Am I allowed to ask what else is on it? Yeah,
0: totally. I can read you off. It, I definitely like I'll go through and read it and be like, hmm, I wonder what some of these uh, things are. There. It's also it's always listed in the show notes too, listener. We have Pump It Up. We have Karma. We have seems from an Italian restaurant holding out for a hero. Powered by Marcus Miller. I will survive, but by cake, we have good news. All things must pass. August by Taylor Swift. Confident, two of us. Doses and mimosas. Hard times by Paramore. How... How you get the girl, Simple Man the Champion, Do You Wanna Know, Young Blood, Cynical Mind. When will my life begin from Tangled. She had It'll me at work. She had me at Heads Carolina. Oh Sacred Head Now Wounded, a hymnal. Um, which was like for, I, the first professor I interviewed, I asked him and he's talked about so I added a hymnal for him, which was amazing. Um Somewhere on a Beach, Grandma's Hands, um, I'm a Rock, Crazy in Love, and now Boss Bitch by Doja Cat. That's the list. Wow. It's That's a pretty
1: diverse list. That's clear. That's it's a lot. really
0: fun. It is a really diverse list, but it is such a great playlist. I actually, ha- I should just listen to it on Shuffle one day and see what happens. I haven't like sat down and done that yet, but now I really want to. Now, before I sit down to listen to this playlist on Shuffle, I do have to ask you a couple final questions. The first one is, what would you tell your freshman self in high school and your freshman self in college or first year self?
1: My freshman self in high school. I would say you don't have to be the smartest book wise, and that's OK. I think for me, I have really good street smarts, but like ugh, standardized testing. Like all of like that kind of academic stuff I've never been strong at because I've never liked it. Um, And so I would say it's okay that you're not good at that. Just lean into what you're good at and also maybe get a math tutor a little earlier than you did (laughs) because that'll just save you so many tears. In um, my freshman year of college, I would say relax a little bit more, maybe go out a little bit more and have more fun because I didn't necessarily do that until my junior year and then the pandemic happened. Um, and I feel like I'm making up for lost time right now. So go yeah. chill a little bit more, have more fun.
0: Good, Good tips. Really, really nice tips of advice. For sure. Now, the, the final actual question is, do you have anything to plug? Anything to share? Anything you want to kind of promote here at the end of this episode? Thank you so much. This has been a wonderful interview. But anything else to share?
1: Yes, sir. Follow me on TikTok at Carmela Boykin. You can also follow The Washington Post at Washington Post. But I would say follow Carmella, first and foremost. I post content occasionally. Um, and it's fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's good content, too. I have to say, I always love when a, when a Carmella video graces my feet. I'm like, mm, it's a good day today. It's a good content. So <laughs> It's yeah. an honor. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much. It's been truly great to talk. I've loved, you know, talking to you, talking to Chris, and kind of like just getting to talk to people who I feel like I see on my For You page all the time, who I'm like think are just doing the coolest of things. So thank you so much for the time. Great to learn about all this stuff, and great to get a lot of great tips and advice. So yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you, listener, for another listening to another episode of the Student Council. I have been Carter dvorak That over there has been Carmela Boykin. Carmela, do you have any other final words before we head out of here?
1: Listen to good music. Enjoy your time and. college before you have to pay
0: big adult bills facts preach all of that if you want to find us after you go find carmela's tiktok after you go for the washington post tiktok you can find our instagram at Sukopod pod our tiktok TVD, maybe um as i think you can follow it we're gonna see if we'll post content or not still figuring that out um if you want to find us our email is at sukopod at gmail.com wishing you the best of luck and the best of times in all of your educational endeavors listen to good music the student council is adjourned